Hey, how you doing? Welcome to another episode of Finance 101. Now, I hope you're ready for some mutual fun because we're about to talk about some mutual funds. Uh, I promise never to say that again. Um, but for real, uh, we're going to be talking about some mutual funds, exactly what they are, how they work, uh, how to buy them, where to buy them, the, the fees on them, stuff like that. Basically, all of the, the stuff you, do, you should know about mutual funds because they are a very, very good asset to know about and to invest in if, if that's part of your, you know, if they work into whatever goals that you have. So I was going to do this episode over the difference between index funds, mutual funds, and ETFs, which are exchange-traded funds. But after <laughs> looking into those three things and, and you know, researching a little bit more, I thought it would be a lot easier to comprehend as a listener, at least, and to speak as a podcaster uh, about each one of them separately. So today's just going to be about uh, mutual funds and going into a kind of a deep dive on those. Not too deep, just the, you know, just the stuff you, you need to know about them. So first of all, what is a mutual fund in the first place? A lot of people don't even know, you know what is a mutual fund. What they are is a pool of stocks, bonds, equities, whatever else that is controlled either actively or passively by a mutual fund owner, I guess, the, the person that the mutual fund manager, I think they're called. So the, the difference between actively and passively is if the mutual fund manager is managing it actively, that means that, you know, every day they're in there, they're in the office, they have the team and they're looking over all the different stocks and bonds that they have. They're looking over stocks and bonds that they they think might be a good addition to the mutual fund, and and they're trading you know back and forth. Um, you know, it it depends how it, it's different for every every mutual fund, every manager over how often they trade. But some of them have like a hundred twenty percent turnover rate, meaning that you know they. <laughs> they traded, you know, enough times to cover all of the the different stocks in that mutual fund, which is crazy. And we'll talk a little bit more uh, about fees later. But the higher the turnover, usually means that the the higher the fees are. So the the thing with active mutual funds is they are I don't know the statistic, but I, I would guess pretty much always more expensive they have more fees than passively managed mutual funds. So why, well, I guess I'll say the goal of mutual funds. The goal of mutual funds can be pretty much literally anything. There are mutual funds that have a target retirement date, meaning that the, and these would probably be a passively managed mutual funds, but if you have a target retirement date, say, you know, for me, I'm 22, uh, say I want to retire by 65, 65 years old. So 
however whatever year that is you know 33 years from now so 2042 um 2052 i think i i am <laughs> i think that's wrong but i don't want to calculate i just had some sleepy time tea so the the math the math part of my brain isn't functioning as well so what I would do is I would buy a target retirement date mutual fund for that target retirement date. Uh, I don't. I want to retire by. And what the mutual fund would do is that every every year that goes by, it would reallocate my assets in that mutual fund, depending on what risk tolerance I should be partaking in, according to the day I want to retire. So since I'm young now, it would have me a lot in equity. So it would have a lot of my money in stocks. But as the years went on and as I got closer to my target retirement date of that year, it would slowly move, switch my stocks to bonds over the years. And the good thing about that it, in the mutual fund, it being a mutual fund is that I don't have to do that in my own. I just buy this one mutual fund, I did, you know, I could buy it today, put however much money I want to put in there today, and I could keep putting money in there, you know, every every week, every two weeks. You know, a lot of with my four hundred one k before, uh, there was a target retirement date, and you know, every two weeks that I got a paycheck, I could have put money into that target retirement date fund, and you know, I wouldn't have had to think about you know, investing at all because that was taken care of if that was what I wanted. But there are also a ton of different other reasons for mutual funds, such as mutual funds. I mean, the the basic premise, is, premise of a mutual fund is basically making, first of all, it's diversifying your portfolio. Because with a mutual fund, you get, you know, you could get hundreds of stocks you know, exposed to hundreds of different stocks, exposed to international stocks, international, you know, bonds. You could be exposed to everything, basically, within one mutual fund. So you don't have to go research and buy hundreds of stocks and bonds in order to be safely diversified because what you do is you just buy this one single mutual fund and you know, if it's, if it's the one that will work for you, you could be, you know, diversified well enough with just that. You know, I'm not going to say that, you know, you should just buy one mutual fund and, and, you know, you're good to go, but, you know, that's kind of, that's kind of the goal, I guess is, well, not the goal. Uh, The goal isn't to just buy one and one done. The goal is to, you know, use them for different goals in life that you have, but but it's, you know, all right, first of all, the thing, first of all, diversification is the number one, I wouldn't say number one goal, but it's a main goal in buying a mutual fund over buying, you know, your own stocks. Diversification as well as as information, as well as time. You know, you don't want to be spending all your time researching stocks because you could have someone else do that, some other professionals that literally do it for a full-time living. There's also many different, you know, you could buy a, a mutual fund in in electronics. You could buy a mutual fund 
I can pull them up right now actually on my computer. I was looking at Fidelity, just checking out the, the mutual funds they have there. Yeah, I'll read them right here. You could buy, these are just examples of a few different mutual funds. Index funds, index funds are a form of a mutual fund. Actively managed funds, I covered that a little bit. Life cycle funds, target date front funds, covered that. Uh, lifestyle funds, <laughs> uh, just a different, you know, based on your investment risk tolerance. And there's there's funds that will, you know, are conservative funds, and there's funds that are more aggressive. You can buy balanced funds, uh, tax tax managed funds. You could buy <laughs> crop funds, livestock. You know, just any type of fund that you could think of, basically. Um, small cap, biotech mutual funds. There's, I mean, there's thousands of mutual funds, and they all are made for different niche markets, I guess. So whatever you're looking for, chances are that you could find a mutual fund that covers just that. So that is what mutual funds are for. That's what the, you know, why someone would buy them is because you want to diversify very easily and not have to think about your investments so it's a pretty easy way to to invest without having to to research much i think now i'll go into the how the fees work with mutual funds because the fees are a big hang-up with a lot of people because fees of a mutual fund can be very large and even even um warren buffett he bet one time I don't, I don't know if, I don't think he actually, he won the bet, but I don't think he actually took the money from the person, but he bet against a hedge fund. A hedge fund is somewhat similar to a mutual fund. A hedge fund is, is, you know, you can't just buy into a hedge fund as a regular person. It's very, it's, it's somewhat similar, but not exactly, but he bet against it and he bet, he just went with the, uh, went with an index fund that followed the S&P 500, I believe. And he said that his index fund or, you know, the index fund would, would beat the, the, the hedge fund that someone was managing. And the reason for that is partly because of the fees, you know, not, maybe not in that, but exactly it wasn't because of the fees, just because, you know, a lot of times mutual funds do not beat the index. Now, the thing is that when I talk about an index, I'm I'm going to talk about index funds in the next episode. But index funds are made to track an index like the S&P 500, the Dow Jones Industrial Average, the <laughs> there's a ton of indexes. But the indexes are made by a third party to track different things that are going on in the stock market. With an index fund, they don't have fees, or they have fees, but not not as much because they're not actively managed by a mutual fund manager. So I do want to mention this, <laughs> a little um, off topic and whatnot, but the fees in a mutual fund can be detrimental to the growth of it because you know even you know mutual funds, most of them on on Fidelity, I I saw around 0.7. 0.7% uh, a year, which, you know, when you, you know, 0.7% a year, that doesn't seem like much at all. It's not even 1% a year, but after, you know, 30, 40 years of investing, it could add up to hundreds of thousands of dollars, even millions, you know, unlimited amount, basically, depending on how much money you have. 
But the thing is that there, some people hate mutual funds because they have higher fees than index funds. You know, you'd rather have lower fees if everything else was equal. But the thing with, with mutual funds is that they are made to target different things. They aren't made... I mean, it depends what the what the the goal of the mutual fund are is some are made the goal is to beat the s p 500 that's literally the goal of it <laughs> and you know if it doesn't beat the s p 500 then that mutual fund is a failure but some some mutual funds are made for you know for example the target you know if you had a target retirement date mutual fund for for uh for 2019 then you don't really care about beating the S&P 500. You care, care more about risk mitigation. You're not trying to grow your money a lot. You're just trying to keep the money that you have. So just know that that a lot of people that are all gung-ho about index funds, like sure, index funds are great and they have a lot lower fees, but when investing, you have to you have to think of your goal first and work backwards. You know, if, are you trying trying to beat the index in, in the S and P five hundred, or are you trying to keep the money that you have and not go through a, another you know two thousand eight two thousand nine if you are in the in an index fund? But I don't want to talk about that. I don't want to talk about index funds too much because I'm going to do that next episode. <laughs> so. I'll talk about the fees now, the fees of the mutual funds. So they are often uh, a lot higher fees than index funds because of the management fees. So I'll talk about that a little bit. If you were to buy a mutual fund there, you know, first of all, you can't just buy $5 of a mutual fund. <laughs> Usually the, the requirements are around $1,000 and you know, some some the minimum is a thousand dollars. Some the minimum is you know ten thousand dollars or even even more money. It just depends depends on the fund. But you could buy into one one of two different types of mutual funds. The first is loaded, and the second is no load. So if you buy into a loaded mutual fund, what they do is when you put in that money, you know, you put in the a thousand bucks, they automatically take. A percentage off of that whatever the load is so uh, you know I was you know looking online it could be around four to around six percent you know maybe a little more maybe a little less but what they do is they automatically take that money from from you so you know they, they automatically take five percent of your money from you just as part of of the the different costs that they have to cover those and to cover the the manager's expenses to cover their airplane flights to to talk to different uh, business owners to cover their their expenses for sending out their 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 booklets or their prospectus to to people that are in their fund the cost for marketing even <laughs> so you know, they, that's why they have higher funds is because they have all these different costs. A mutual fund is, is like a business, really. They're trying to make a profit. They're trying to make money, and, and they have costs too. So you can buy a loaded mutual fund. Usually, if you buy a loaded mutual fund, has a load up front. You pay, you know, you pay that money up percent, that commission up front. But, but the hopefully... 
if you if you buy into a loaded one then the yearly the yearly cost is lesser is less than a no load no load uh, mutual fund so you could buy a no load mutual fund from places like vanguard fidelity charles schwab just different brokerage accounts online and then the loaded funds will come with things or if you go to a directly to a, a broker or you know someone in town someone that is is handling your your finances more directly will usually have a loaded fund just because it costs you know more for their time more for their their energy and and their expertise as well yeah again there's with a with a no load mutual fund you're not paying that up front but there may be higher fees uh, throughout the years also there may be even you know you some of them are are no load up front so you buy into it and and you're not charged that you know four or six percent whatever percent up front but when you sell it you're charged that so that's called a deferred i think deferred load actually a mutual fund where you you pay the fees on the back end for some reason i'm not i can't say i'm sure why another thing uh, moving on from from the fees of of mutual funds another thing about them is that they aren't traded like regular stocks are with mutual funds you can't just go into the uh, the brokerage account and buy it and have it right then and the price actually only changes once per business day at the close of the market how they work is is every single day or every every single day that the the market closes the price is changed based on the the net asset value of the underlying you know stocks and bonds and and different things in that mutual fund so they're not they're not continually updated throughout the market uh throughout the the trading day they only calculate that at the end at the end end of the day and because of that their price only changes once per day if it i mean it would if it changes at all it might not change but probably would so you can't buy it and sell it when whenever you want now you can you know they are very liquid so if you do want to sell it you you could put in your order to sell and then by the end of the next or that or the next business day when they calculate what the net asset value is per for the mutual fund and the net asset value it's an important number to or at least term to know it is the the average price per stock or per share of your mutual front fund so it, it considers all of the everything in that mutual fund all the stocks bonds whatever else it combines all of that the price of those and it divides it by the shares in the mutual fund so every share of the mutual fund has a certain price which is whatever you know the net asset value is the total uh i guess you could call market cap of the mutual fund and then you know every every share has its own own value whatever you know outstanding shares divided by the the net asset value so if you're to sell if you're i'll talk i guess first if you want to buy a mutual fund you just go and you can go into 
you know, you go with Fidelity, Vanguard, or wherever you want to buy it. Those are two of my favorites at least. But you go into those, you put in an order to buy, and then the next business day or that night, you will, after they calculate the net asset value of the mutual fund, then you will, you'll get it soon. <laughs> but if you want to sell it, you will put in the order to sell. They'll calculate the, the net asset value that night or, you know, whenever the next business day is where they calculate it. And then hopefully you'll have, you know, the goal is to have your money in one to three business days. So it's pretty quick. You know, it's pretty, pretty liquid. It's not nearly as quick as stocks. You don't want to be, you know, just trading mutual funds like, like you can with, with stocks because, you know, one, because of the, the load that it might have. And number two, just because they're more meant for holding on for the long term. You know, you don't want to, you know, stocks you could buy and sell if, you know, however you want. <laughs> but the goal of, or at least for most people, if you're going to buy a mutual fund, it means that you're a more passive investor. So <laughs> I don't know why you would buy a mutual fund and then want to sell it, you know, turn around and sell it real quick. You know, you'd rather, <laughs> just because there's no way to know, you know, you can't be reading the chart of a mutual fund. <laughs> People aren't, you know, watching for, you know, double tops or something who, you know, watching the Bollinger Bands on a mutual fund. So they're more made for long-term investing. Um, you know, maybe, maybe people do uh, trade, you know, back. No, I think you, uh, you actually have to, once <laughs> Once you, I hope this is right. I'm going to look at this. I'm going to pause the episode right after I say this and check, but I'm going to say it anyway first. I believe you have to, you can't buy back into a mutual fund until after 31 days after you sold it. Okay, I just checked on a uh, uh, the, the Google and confirmed partially what I believe to be true. A lot of mutual fund companies, they don't like you excessively trading just because it brings up the costs of doing business. So, you know, it increases administration costs, um, transaction costs, stuff like that. So they don't want you buying and selling it, um, you know, just turning around and buying and selling it. And what that is called is round trips if you are to buy it and sell it within 30 days. So I said, I thought it was 31 days. It's actually 30 days, but the rule around that is, you know, and they don't have to do this from what I'm seeing, but a lot of mutual funds don't like those around trips. So they're allowed by the SEC, the Securities and Exchange Commission to charge a fee of up to 2% of the share value if you are to do a round trip. So basically if you, you know, if you were to buy it and sell it within 30 days and, and you know, they, they, the, the mutual fund company, you know, wants to, they could charge you a, a 2% fee. So, you, you know, within the, in those 30 days, you automatically lose 2%, which, you know, isn't that much, but if you think about it, you know, 30 days is a month, 12 months in a year, if you lose 2% every month, you lost 24%. So that, that 2% uh, a good amount. 
it could add up. <laughs> so, so don't be, uh, don't be, uh, day trading mutual funds is what I'm trying to say. <laughs> so with that being said, uh, that was kind of all I want to cover with mutual funds for today. I think we got the basics out of the way about the, you know, about what they're used for, about, you know, why, why people like them, why people might not like them because of the fees. Uh, I really want to clear up the, the, the misconception about fees. You know, a lot of, a lot of stuff I've, you know, listened to before about, um, financial independence and, you know, retiring early. Uh, they all, they all hated, you know, they all hate fees, which, you know, everyone hates fees. But the thing is that the fees are there for a reason. You know, it's, America is, is a capitalist country. So, uh, you know, because of that, they aren't going to get away with fees that aren't there for a reason. You know, just like you know, I said it before in uh, the webinar I did, but a minivan has more, you know, it costs more than a motorcycle. It has more, you know, quote unquote fees. But with those fees come different benefits, just like with the fees of a mutual fund come different benefits. So it just depends what you're looking for, depends what you're what you want, and then you just have to work backwards from there to to find out what what is best for you. You know, may it be a, a mutual fund, an index fund, um, or something else. <laughs> so that's it for today. My name's Brent Dunn. I don't think I I said that in the beginning, but that's fine. Uh, I'm an independent partner with Wholesome Financial Partners out of Chicago, helping people uh, save money for retirement. Uh, plan for retirement, make sure they're doing all the right things to get ready for retirement. So if you'd like to talk, talk to me about retirement, you could book a 30 minute discovery call with me, which will be on the, the, the show notes of this podcast. But until next time, my name is Brent. Uh, hopefully you're a little more educated, a little more confident with talking about mutual funds, and I'll talk to you later.